Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Music Buds podcast. This is episode number seven. And my name is Henry. I'm Chloe. And uh, <laughs> you get an introduction. Well, yeah, we, we got to yeah, formally do it. So we, are, we do have something pretty special for you today. Uh, we are joined by a very talented producer and musician, Mr. Yannick Lemuen. Hi. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> and so I think uh, the, the show From is most across the globe. Yeah. We, yeah, we are doing this uh, wow. remotely. International. No, I met. Oh, no. By yeah. Me. yeah. Um, and Yannick, you are in Belgium currently. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we're doing Where it. All the waffles it. are. He's yeah. from the town of the waffles. Oh yeah, yes, of course, Liège. <laughs> and uh, so I think what we're going to be doing, as opposed to just doing reviews like we've done in the past, we're going to be doing a little bit of an interview as well as talking about some of Yannick's favorite tracks and also some of his own work. So it's going to be a pretty good show. Well, uh, we should also say now, Yannick, you know Chloe's family quite well but we have he's part of it henry <laughs> yeah yeah but the two, of, the two of us have not met in person we were no. at strangers Gemma's in wedding. the night ships in the night at my yeah. sister's wedding well i didn't realize you were there actually I, I didn't, <laughs> me no henry <laughs> yeah but, i was i was uh i was tucked away in the back i didn't he oh. was a server yeah <laughs> I was just wandering aimlessly throughout the wedding. So just yeah, nah, that. you were with Gemma's cool friends, and Henry was with my nerdy friends. That's true. <laughs> well, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, uh, Yannick, do you want to give us a rundown, buddy? Yeah. Do you want to maybe start off with just talking about your time as a producer? Maybe just your whole life. You know? Yeah. Uh, what maybe what inspired you to do it? Oh, we uh, should say how we know each other because he's lived in Belgium. Oh, yeah, please. And so it's cute. Okay, go ahead. You want to go? Oh, okay. Well, um, I wasn't there. <laughs> there. I was Are like you? a fetus. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I went to, um, I was on an exchange with uh, Smith Middle School when it what was about, like, uh, when was that? I forget. Like, I'm so old. 12, right? probably. I just turned 32, so I just forget everything. But gotcha. it was Bon anniversaire. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> it was a long time ago. On anniversary. <laughs> I went to that. I wasn't even supposed to be on that exchange. Uh, I think it was my sister's school who did that. It was Miss Bell's school. And uh, I I think one of the kids got sick and couldn't go. So I got like a free ticket to go. And then I ended up going back to Chapel Hill pretty much every year ever since. Nice. It's been like 17 years, something like that. <laughs> I don't long. know. We don't teach math in America. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's when I think the, the very first time I went over there, that's when I met Gemma. Uh, yeah. At Smith. Cute. Yeah. Stay in touch. And, uh, BFS for life. <laughs> right. Well, uh, what, how did the, the music producing start? Um, well, it, it started as a, like most things in my life, it started as a a thing that I did out of frustration. Uh, I was a 
I was a musician and I was in the studio uh, pretty much all the time when I could get enough, uh, when I, when I got good enough to be in the studio, most of the time I was really getting frustrated about, uh, not getting the, what I had in my head on the recording. So I, I, I didn't know how to speak the language of the engineers. I didn't really know how music worked. Like I thought I knew, but I was 15. So that was not, not really good, but, uh, I wanted to uh, get stuff out of my head and I realized that I couldn't really uh, get them the way I wanted them to be. So I figured that I might just as well learn myself. If you want it done right. (laughs) I don't know about right, but (laughs) my way. Uh, (laughs) And uh, so I went to uh, a sound engineering school in Paris to learn how to record. And when I was there, I realized that we had free studio time pretty much uh, every day. So I figured, why don't I record my own music over there? And so yeah, yeah, <laughs> started uh, really neglecting the school aspects, nice. me being there and just recording uh, my band and a lot of bands. And I realized that there were a lot of problems in the song that didn't come from the mic placements or whatever. It was just like how it, how it was written originally or right. like how it was arranged. So I figured that I might as well just look into that and that's been 15 years of my life now oh wow yeah well what about what about artists that have inspired you to either make music or or more on the producing side is there anyone himself that, <laughs> anyone, anyone that comes to mind in particular i think the first time i got really uh into production was just listening to um i was listening to uh, a song by the Eagles. I forgot which one it was, but I just remember being like, it's too clean for it to have, like, I'm sure that the guy didn't play that in one take. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how it made it out to be so good. And I sort of like started looking at facts about recording and how that album was recorded. And uh, I'm still trying to uh, steal from that album. Yeah. <laughs> at this moment but it's just really Them it's a really beach great boys. album oh yeah and also that Yannick loves the beach boys <laughs> oh nice <laughs> yeah it's uh it's uh, it came a little bit later because I, I wasn't really into that at first i think actually now that i'm thinking about it um it's probably i'm probably just uh, it's probably a lie i don't think it was Hotel <laughs> california i think it was something much less glamorous i think it was my first, the first album get, that got me introduced to production was Reanimation by Linkin Park. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which has like awesome production on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. And, uh, yeah. It, it just set the bar like really high. And uh, I thought that this was what most people produced at the time because I didn't really know anything about it. So I was just like, oh, well, that's how you make music. And I started getting, getting super into that side of things. And uh, I can still appreciate it as like a super produced album right now. Yeah. What was the first instrument? What do you, you should say what instrument you play. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, List them well, all. Being, in order. <laughs> in order. <laughs> Chronologically or? Yes. Uh, or color, you know, do whatever you want. <laughs> Alphabetical. <laughs> well, I'm still trying to learn how to play guitar. Uh, it's not true. That's not true. I told Henry this was going to be a problem. <laughs> You're so self-effacing. He literally, he, we, 
we were in France and I bought a, an orange ukulele because it was on sale and I wanted it. And there was no reason for me to get it. But I was like, I don't know how to do this. I'm not very good at these kinds of things. And Yannick was like, oh, what's a song you like? And I said, Read My Mind by The Killers. And he said, okay. And he just sat down and wrote out all the, I don't even know what they're called, chords or notes. or Yeah, chords, right? Yeah. Probably. Said, this is this is where your hand goes for this one and this is it for this one. And I said, oh my God. And then I could do it because uh, he did that. But he did it in like five minutes. So you'd be a ridiculous person. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, <laughs> so I play guitar <laughs> and uh, um, I also play uh, bass uh, pretty regularly uh, and I play all sorts of keys. I have a lot of keyboards for someone who is not yeah. like trained in that. Don't start it. I have a bad like uh, probably probably not able to see them right now. But I have about 14 keyboards around me <laughs> right nice. in this room. So that's a, a lot of keys. Uh, for me to be in a stable relationship you, with a human. <laughs> you tried the uh, accordion keyboard? I did. Yeah, I no. did that. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's a fun one. And I've been starting to. Uh, well, on day one of uh, the the lockdown, I went out. Uh, I went actually not on day one, but uh, <laughs> on day one went, of the lockdown, uh, I went out. <laughs> I went out. <laughs> Exactly, and just talked really close to every person. <laughs> uh, I, um, I, uh, the first day before lockdown, I went out to the music store down the street and I just waited for it to be close to closing hour. And I bought a drum kit, like an electronic drum kit. And uh, I've been playing drums for about, I don't know how long we've been stuck inside. I feel it's like a hundred days years. now, probably, yeah, close to that. <laughs> well, I'm getting somewhat decent and a drum now. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of uh, wait. Is that like the one that's like this, and it's like? Oh no, like, it's uh, it's a full drum kit, but with a plastic pot, so you can like uh, learn how to play drums. Because I, it's a really frustrating instrument for me because really? I've been writing like drum parts my whole life, but I've never known how to play them. So right now, I can't. I get a little like uh, I feel a little bit more respectful. You hear it? I've recorded. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized that I put them through a lot of stuff. <laughs> but, uh, cool. But it's like Yannick's superpower. Yeah. Music is and, dope. And as you mentioned, uh, we were talking yesterday, you are uh, working with a, a group uh, from our area, from Carpenter, yes. right? Yeah, I'm recording. Uh, well, not recording, actually. Uh, I am mixing a band that's called Triple um, X Snacks. That they're from uh, Chapel Hill, okay, uh, or bro, I forgot. But uh, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> Nick's a car bro boy, but you know it's basically the same thing. Move the streets for life. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's but, a good one. Uh, yeah, the, the it's a it's a band from a uh, car bro that only uses uh, modular synths and a lot of they record all the tracks live. So usually it's like a jam that I get to mix in the end. And uh, cool. uh, they've recorded, um, they've released a, a, their first song in the Indie Week about three weeks ago or something like that. I think it was on April the 1st. Not sure. Uh, Maybe they, it, they didn't actually do it then. <laughs> <laughs> do they have April Fool's Day there? 
Uh, we do, but we haven't really been celebrating it this year because it's ultra <laughs> like a, a joke. Fair, fair <laughs> enough, but yeah, I that's like half of my conversation, my conversing with Yannick is me asking him, do you do that there? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, first off, just talking about quarantine, how, what, what is the situation there? Is like, is nobody going out? Is it like back to normal life? Is it? Well, it went from uh, no bueno to muy no bueno. <laughs> it was just bad. Yeah, Belgium's really bad, apparently. Yeah, mm. yeah it's not. It's not great. Well, we were locked in uh, for about yeah fifty days, and they started reopening stuff. But we haven't like none of us has been tested or anything. So it's a little bit strange to see things reopening, and uh, there's not a lot of precautions being taken right now. So it's just like. Uh, it's just feeling a little bit uh, strange, but uh, I'm mostly staying inside, just working on songs. So it's just not too much of a concern. Yeah. Like uh, personally, yeah, it's like a huge concern. But and uh, but my main concern right now is that uh, all all the public events are being canceled until uh, September. So yeah, have no income right now. Like most of my friends have no income whatsoever right now. So. We've been trying to figure that one out, and uh, it's been a it's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Man, how about you guys? Um, it's kind of the, the same here. We've been, it's just been increasingly. Yeah, Nick, look who it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's been just getting more and more cases, and but at the same time, more and more people are going out when they they shouldn't be. So yeah, it's, it's not it's not great here either. You know America. You know how America be. Yeah. I think it's pretty much the same thing everywhere, isn't it? Like No. In terms of, not in terms of like uh, <laughs> uh how it's being handled, but like how most people will react to, to being told what to do. I don't know. Exactly. But uh, I sort of get it. Like I mean, you know, it's a huge change and it's not about like uh I don't know how to say that. Like it's not about intentionally uh, intentionally uh making the choice of like doing harm to someone or putting someone else in a bad situation i mean right. saying that and i'm thinking about the riots in like michigan and i'm just like retracting everything i've just said right now. no but, that uh, makes a lot of sense though yeah, yeah. Uh, i feel like a lot of people have a hard time adjusting to change and uh i mostly live in a cave with since all year so i'm good with not going out but i can totally understand how it's hard on someone else right so i'm kind of lucky but also not <laughs> right um well what about uh, we, you've talked about the inspirations and everything with the music is there any other groups that stand out as just doesn't have to be people that inspire you but just maybe favorite groups or favorite genres of music well, it's hard for me to. He likes uh, it all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I really have a hard time not liking anything because uh, I usually uh, when there's something that I don't like, when it's like a a factor that I don't like in a kind of music, there's always something as I sort of like find interesting. I used to That's not beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I used to not really be fond of real heavily produced pop music but right now i can really get into that and really understand why it's been, so hard to make like it yeah. is so hard you've made make. some really good ones like that song 
last time when we were in France. Everyone was obsessed with that song. It was so good. <laughs> Thank you. It was a uh, uh, rendezvous by La Plage, I think. The one you're talking about is it, is it the Ulysses one. I don't know. No, I made so many great songs. I love <laughs> Ulysses, but no, it was uh, some. Was it about sunshine or something? Oh no. Oh yeah, that was the probably La Plage. Yeah. That one was like, uh, what was it called? Uh, rendezvous. Oh, yeah. okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a French name, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the question? Uh, just, just people, bands just favorite like favorite like groups that. besides oh, yeah. the ones you you had mentioned. Uh, well, uh, I think that at the moment, I got a pretty huge. Uh, I'll I'll just rephrase that. Uh, I usually go with phases. So like usually uh, I would for like a year, I'll just be really into shoegaze and just listen to everything that's being made in that genre and then just switch to something else. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything, but there's so many. I've never heard of it. That's cool though. Shoegaze, like my bloody Valentine or, uh, or what else? Uh, Great man from Boston called uh, drop 19s who wrote uh, Winona, who I almost put on a playlist that I was going to... Uh, yeah, I almost put it in there, but <laughs> it's so hard to just like narrow it down to a couple songs or a few songs at least. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, mostly like I feel like I've been listening to uh, many mansions on repeat for wow. a lot of years. <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah, that one definitely changed that. Uh, Mm, it, it just made me feel like uh, it was okay to be pop, but weird, like really weird. It's so, it's so like, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but it's like, a, I would say like... I might be the only a, American who is. I probably, I don't know. But they're, uh, they're like the Beach Boys having a panic attack. Nah, say. well, I don't like the Beach Boys, but I really like Mini Mansion, so... Eagles having like a meltdown. I don't, I don't know like the Eagles that. either. <sighs> <laughs> I'm a cars lady, you know that, okay? I know. Les shades. <laughs> mm. But well, you should talk about um your uh, uh some of your personal uh experience in the biz, the repertoire. Oh. He can <laughs> throw out some dank jingles, for instance. <laughs> uh, yeah I mean what do you want like uh, I, I don't know what to tell you about these ones I usually write 15 seconds awful things for commercials that but. is not true <laughs> well I oh, mean my uh, word yeah but yeah feel free to talk about just some of the other stuff that you've done just you know well I, recently um, there's been there there was an album that came out uh, that was called Rooms by a band called The Feather well, it's most more, more uh, can't speak. It's a dude. And you can speak like 10 languages. <laughs> <laughs> well, barely, apparently, today. How many but, languages do you speak? Uh, right now, about a half. Oh, <laughs> 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 like, no. About three, three or four, depending on the day. But uh, so, yeah, there's been uh, that album. From the feather came out uh, actually during lockdown, so uh, it came out about two weeks ago. Um, we recorded that one. Uh, I think it was 
in the last year or in between the last year and two years ago. I think I just had finished it right before I headed to uh, Gemma's wedding. So it was probably more like two uh. years ago, a year now, whatever. And uh, a year. Oh, uh, yeah. Something like that. Too long ago. <laughs> and uh, so I was working with my friend Thomas on that one. And uh, it was somewhat uh, a humbling experience because uh, when he started uh, working on that record, he got really, really sick. And uh, oh. he learned that he had cancer before we started uh, working oh, on that man. one. So oh, obviously like that sort of uh, led to... Uh, a space where the song he was writing and the whole experience was very mm. uh, vulnerable. And it was really interesting to be working in that realm. And I was really relieved when uh, he got, he, he was in the clear after he was done with the album. So he got like a, a tumor removed from his brain. And, wow, uh, my so goodness. Right so that was a, a relief, but uh, the whole experience was really, uh, there was a lot of like, uh, you know, like it was really, um, I felt like the songs were much more important just because, not that they're not important usually, yeah. but that in that context, like he was really doing something that sometimes he would just tell me like, this might be my last song. So I would just be like, "Wow!" I feel like as a producer, like I will do everything I can to make it good. But that also makes it, uh, you know, like it's, it makes it more about the process than the results. And I really like that. Um, the result is very um, personal and also a little bit imperfect, which I really appreciate mm-hmm. about years. Much more so recently, like I've really learned how to not overproduce stuff. And I felt like it was sort of like a, a really good experience, especially since we have really different ways that, uh, about going to, into productions. Like the, oh, I can't speak at all today. <laughs> you're fine, so, you're fine. That's our uh, show, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, we have really different workflows, and so we had to learn how to work together and how to make them work, or like how to make them uh, not conflictual because they're really opposite. Mm-hmm. And it worked out really great. And we did about uh, six to seven songs on that album. I forgot how many songs we did, but we did a lot of songs. And uh, did you say sixty-seven? No, six two seven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, it is a lot. I won't so. put it past you, but that's probably one of the hardest things about it, right? Well, from what you've told me, I guess, plus just like senses, it's your, it's a very art is very personal and everything, but you have to go into it almost like serving somebody's, yeah, and and also not like uh poking a sleeping dragon if you like uh say something about something that happens to be very you know it's very close to them and you have to critique and stuff to make it better yeah i mean like i feel like there's always uh, an incentive to be constructive and to be uh trying to you're basically trying to collaborate with someone so there's never the these like uh you know my way is the only way or at least like unless we have one hour to record a song, it's going to be my mm-hmm. way. <laughs> but when we have the comfort of time, I mean, like, uh, I'm pretty much trying to help artists uh, uh, achieve what they hide in mind, what they had in mind. So whenever they're happy with the song, I mean, I'm happy about them being happy with the song. So that's, 
that works for me. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, and now just as a, as a quick plug, where can people find yeah, some of your music? Henry. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, as for that one song, it's on, so it's on the, the, the song I was, well, the album I was referring to is on SoundCloud and on, uh, it's on Spotify as well. And I think it just came out like everywhere. I wouldn't know about it because literally like I'm the worst person when it comes to PR. Mm. Uh, you can tell it by the way I'm speaking right now. But, oh. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't really uh, put a lot of time just looking at. He's uh, just about the art. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's about That's the process. Okay. <laughs> I think he meant your stuff personally. Well, it, it can be, it can be either. You do you know? your own thing. I didn't catch that one. I'm sorry about that. It's just like, or are, I mean, uh, along with that, and I guess we'll be talking about one of them in a bit, but yeah. what about some of your own, your solo work? Oh yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, I really have like, it's re it's really strange because I have a lot of time in the studio, but I don't really have a lot of time for mm -hmm. myself in the studio. So I usually am working on other people's songs. And uh, I recorded a bunch of songs in, a, I think it was 2014. And uh, I just left them on my computer for a couple of years, as you do. And uh, I was, uh, a friend of mine heard it and she said that I should release them. So I sort of like did an amazing relief at a release at 4 a.m. on Facebook one day on Monday or something like that. So I think it had like 200 views so far, which is awesome. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and I, I sort of like tried. So literally during the day, every day I get to use either my gear or the other studio's gear that I'm going to. So, I have like a lot of uh, options during the day when I'm working on someone else's music. And uh, I have a lot of, of opinions about how music should sound. Like I'm trying to make it work in between like the engineers, the, the, the artists and all of that. Mm. So I don't ever get to really do something that I feel uh, is 100% me. So with these songs, uh, the first batch of songs that I did in 2014 was just like me being stuck at home and I was sick. So I couldn't really just work anything else. And I just bought that tape machine. So I figured out I might just as well make a record on that tape machine for that week. Uh, I was being locked at home. That was my <laughs> first lockdown way, way before <laughs> right. 2020. <laughs> but, uh, so hipster. Yeah. <laughs> and I made, a, I made a whole uh, record at that time uh, that I called Sleep Tie Fever Ice because I was sick. So I call it that way. It doesn't ring so good right now, but oh, surely we can. But uh, uh, but yeah, I sort of like put that project on hold for a long time, and uh, I figured that. Uh, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I got a message. Um, yeah, I I put that project on hold for a bit of time, and then uh, uh about. Two weeks into the lockdown, my friend Thomas, the sort of feather, uh, was putting out an album compilation with a local artist. And uh, 
the revenues from that would be going to our scene. So I, they, they asked me if I wanted to make a song and I realized that I didn't have the time to do it. So I mm. did. And then the, uh, the, like a week later, they asked me if I still didn't want to make one. So I tried to put uh, a little bit of time on the side because I still had a bit of work uh, when yeah. we to lock down. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I, I recorded a song. Uh, I sort of like it, w- it was strange. It was, it was the first song that I recorded ever since two, 2014. But uh, it was sort of like in the same setting as in I was being locked in because like, mm-hmm. like, like I could just couldn't go out and I didn't want to make it on a computer. So I made it all on a four track a Tascam cassette recorder, which was interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sonically. But uh, yeah. Awesome. Dope. Yeah. Danny, uh, can I ask you a personal question? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, um, what's your zodiac? I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> wait, actually, what is it? Uh, it's Taurus. Yeah. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, you and Doctor Strauss. I knew that. That makes sense. Perfectionism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. But do you wanna? Would you uh talk about uh the more unique part of your process, what you can do that other people can't do, what you have that other people don't have? Oh, I mean, that move, you can't see it, but it's really impressive. Uh, no, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> I'm just taking advantage of the podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, um, He's spinning a basketball on each one of his fingers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I wish this was a video podcast. But... <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like uh, with colors and stuff. Oh, synesthesia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a weird, weird thing. I think. I don't it know. Is. It's weird, right? But yeah, I, I mean, it's like, very like, unusual. Uh, well, it, it it helps a little bit. I get like this sort of like cheat code with like I I have this thing. I am mild uh, synesthesia, so it's really easy for me to associate colors with sounds. So. I have this uh, little cheat code when it comes to uh, knowing how to resolve a chord progression towards because uh, uh, if you've played um, the song that I've released uh, earlier, you'll notice that there are a lot of chords in there, which is like a, a little trademark of uh, uh, my solo songs. And uh, yeah. and there's a lot of modulation because I, I really like uh, songs that sort of like go all over the place. And uh, so, yeah, so that, that makes it a little bit easier because I can sort of like see where it's going, <laughs> where I like. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, I mean, I sort of have used that in that song to my, I, I, I when I say I use that, it's not like I have a choice. It's just like, is there, but mm-hmm. really, I feel like when I started playing music, like I was really focused on that part. Uh, or at least, like, I was really uh, trying to figure out what it meant. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Did you know it was weird? No, uh, I mean, I was known my, my, my brain was broke, but I didn't. Well, know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, this, that one song, I feel like the most interesting thing about that one song, which is something that I've told Henry uh, on Facebook before, but uh, I actually didn't use a regular structure uh like something that i would use in a pop song i used uh like a scenario structure i used you uh you're probably familiar with dan Harmon, who writes oh, yeah. Uh, yeah 
yeah, community. Mm-hmm. So he has like this revised uh, hero's voyage thing, and uh, it's it's about like eight points, and uh, it's like this whole narrative structure. I've been really into narrative structures uh, in the last four years. Like I've been really getting into just writing, Dope. and I figured that I would try to apply like that the classic, the classical people, Thank the you. Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just tried to apply that to like a piece of instrumental music and see where that led. That's you know? sick. Yeah. Four seasons. Yannick's going to give us eight seasons. <laughs> That's the name of that, right? Yep, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Four seasons. <laughs> I know things. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess we can uh, maybe go ahead and jump into the. You made a playlist uh, for us to just some of your favorite tracks and, and, and all that. So maybe. We made you make it low, so sorry. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's get let's start talking about some of the songs that Yannick has uh, compiled for us. So, uh, do you want to? I mean, you already talked about the the album a little bit. Do you want to talk about the the song "Funeral" that you you sent us, or or have you kind of already said enough about that that? Yeah, I feel like uh, I, I might I may have covered that ground. Right? Yeah, There's okay. not. It's just like instrumental. It's it's lo-fi. It's yeah. It's, it's so nice. Yeah, it it's is, my yeah. favorite of all the ones. Yeah, it's great. You sent. Thank you so much. No uh, joke. Yeah, it's a, the actually that the only interesting part about that song <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that is the first song where I actually play drums. Because I usually nice. program drums, so I bow the drum kit. So now I'm I'm a drummer, I guess. I thought the drum sounded kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> right? well. Yeah, one one critique. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, the so the first song uh, we can talk about is uh, Henry. Will like this one. Yeah, I was I was happy when I saw this one. So it is. I was the shook. Song, the song Cinnamon by Haley Williams, who's the the lead singer of Paramore. And she just released a, a solo album called Petals for Armor. And this is one of the, I guess this was one of the first tracks that they re- released for it. What, uh, Yannick, what, what? what drew you to this? <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God, what drew you to this song? Henry loves Haley Williams. I do love well, Haley Williams. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, the first time I heard that song, I was, uh, I think it's just played on autoplay on YouTube or something like that. I was just in near the room and I was just like, damn, like Mitski's got a good vocal range now. And, uh, I just like couldn't figure out that, uh, I, I mean, it sounded like a little bit like St. Vincent. And That's what like, I thought. That's what I, mm-hmm. I yeah, feel so knowledge- knowledgeable now that I, I thought we Yannick thought, wow. <laughs> it's like a, a little bit like a, the, the the producer for St. Vincent is called John Congleton and he has this really strange way of uh, arranging drums that's sort of like a little bit uh, uh, nervous I would say I don't know how to explain that uh, otherwise like it's a little bit strange it's a strange way of like stacking rhythms that makes mm-hmm. it a little bit strange and uh, I just went to my computer and saw that it was Haley Williams from Paramore which I had no idea that she had uh, that kind of music in her because I wasn't really familiar with the latest albums of Paramore. Like I know they've gone a little bit eighties, yeah. But uh, yeah, it just felt like I was like, oh wow, like it's it's. 
I feel like it has like a maybe I'm wrong, but I felt like it reminded me a little bit of what Kate Bush would do now if she still released mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh I was just really impressed with all of that because uh I think she produced it with uh Taylor York from Paramore as well. Oh, I think yeah. he's the producer on that track. And uh I was when I heard it, I was like, it's either John Congleton or Jack Antonoff because he produced I'm my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like if you have a song I we probably worked on that even my though. favorite yes. yeah but, yeah uh, pair up with Jackie Antonoff okay yeah That'd he's cool. not replying to my emails but <laughs> <laughs> well he'll forgive you eventually okay <laughs> now nah, you guys you guys replied too similar you both uh, Yannick okay first of all it was the best pizza any of us had had but Yannick took like six hours to make a pizza once. Like every slice was exactly like four by four. Love it. So I feel like Jackie Antonoff has that vibe too. So that it might be, you might be like the, the Kubricks of music producers. It might take you 12 years to make a, a song. Awful people when you put it that way. No, <laughs> no. Yannick, you're one of my favorite people. When I met Jackie Antonoff, he was so nice. Wait, you met him? Yeah, he was so, so She's super duper nice. And it was great. <laughs> oh. nah, you guys would definitely be friends for sure. And you could talk shop. I just don't. I'm just saying. It'd be the best song anyone had ever heard. It just might take a while. <laughs> it might. It might take a while. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's just that. I whenever I, like when I heard that song the first time I heard it, I was just really surprised with it, and I feel like everything that's happening in that song is a good idea. Mm. Like <laughs> I was just playing it again right before out of nervousness <laughs> before yeah. I got on this podcast, and uh, I just played it again. I realized that some of the drum rhythms towards the end so some of the rhythms towards the end in the drums are matching some of the stuff that are happening in the instruments or the vocals in the beginning it's like a whole it's very well arranged and it really i really respect i usually like it's hard to get that combo with like great smart arrangements and also a good song so sometimes you'll get mm. like a great pop song and lost in the sauce Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like, you know, like you either have like a really complicated song that just sort of like relies on its arrangements to work or like a good pop songs with sort of like boring arrangements. And I feel like the bo- the best of both worlds. So I'm just really impressed and jealous. And, uh, no, jealous. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's she definitely takes some risks with her vocals. Like it's just oh, yeah. so it's very different from paramore in a good way and she kind of does her own thing with it but she really does go to some interesting areas with vocals yeah. especially she does sound like a lot of the ladies you've i've heard through the things you've worked on oh yeah maybe she does i don't know but i also listen to mostly dudes except <laughs> so it's probably uh <laughs> less of a pool <laughs> well i yeah i mean like uh i just feel like it's really uh i it makes me feel really great to know that right now there can be an artist such as Hayley williams who could really go on with her life not trying to push herself mm-hmm. artistically and just trying to you know put out this, the songs that she's been putting out which are great but i mean like it's definitely a risk and it's like very well done so i really respect that feel feel like it's yeah awesome. yeah that um 
that style of music, even if it's not my favorite and what, what you said earlier, the production behind some pop music like that is so great to listen to. If you really, if you really take the time to listen to it and hear that really incredible mixing and, and production, it's pretty awesome to, to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of like, and again, like I'm not like uh, trying to push the Mitski comparison. It was more like a joke, but I feel like it's somehow, I really like Mitski. Uh, I feel like it's because I really like St. Vincent and they're sort of in the same realm. Mm. But I feel like sometimes it might just rely a little bit too much on the production aspect of the, you know, the production will just overtake the song, which makes it yeah. really interesting for something like someone, someone like me. But uh, it might just like take away from the song or it might just hide that it's just a good song, but not like an amazing song. I feel like here it's mm. really an amazing song. Just yeah. wow. all of that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, mm. uh, Chloe, anything else? To, to, or, well, Chloe, what did you? I mean, did you en- enjoy this one? Was it? Was it? <laughs> I like it a lot more than the rest of her stuff, but for me, sure. that's not a very high bar. <laughs> sure. I thought you were going to say I like it more than the rest of the list. I was like, oh, well. No, no. A lot of the songs on there I already <laughs> loved before, <laughs> before this. Um, in part, a lot of which can be attributed to you, of course. But uh, yeah, not super my deal, but what can you do? I get it. Again, it's more my deal than the rest of the stuff. I was surprised when I heard it that it was her. So Yeah. But I heard a lot of I heard a lot. I got a little. Uh, I'm not a you know a music a production connoisseur, but I did hear a lot of Saint Vincent in there, and I said, "Hmm," which to me also kind of makes me like it less. But you know, sure, okay. Just if it sounds like somebody else, I'd rather just listen to somebody else. Fair enough. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna ask Yannick about an artist for each song. I've just decided this. Please. Okay. Please, Yannick. In a few words, even a thumbs up, thumbs down. How do we feel about uh, Taylor Swift? Oh, I'm really, I really like Taylor Swift. Yeah, me too. I'm a late, I'm a late blooming Swifty. All my friends used to love her. I still don't like her first few albums. Like not my deal, but the last same. couple, I guess. I really like the newest one. Yeah, All same my thing. friends don't like her. But hey, is that Jack Antonoff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she also. I think she, she's been working with Max Martin, isn't she? Yeah, 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 for sure. She probably has Max Martin money, so like, I bet, probably, I bet, yeah, she probably. Uh, I think she's worked with him and Shell Shock and other producers like that. But I feel like, uh, again, like it's sort of come back to like the. It comes back to the idea that sometimes I will not really like like the aesthetic or song of a song or like the the message of a song but i can still appreciate the craft and yeah. with Taylor swift what i'm always really impressed is that she can make simple things sound really uh she she make she can make like simple things work really well and i feel mm. like it's yeah. the hardest thing to do because it's always easy to like overcrowd an arrangement or overproduced like i do often <laughs> just add like a ton of stuff so you don't see that it's not that great <laughs> but uh, uh i feel like she's <laughs> really good at just like like three chords and like just a really good melody and just the right words and it's like well you know you can 
take it or leave it, but it's not, it's never bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, that, the new album, that is, that is a good point. It's like, it's, even if you don't love it, there, it's, it, it's, it's, it's not simple. Offensive. It's simple, but it, it's not <laughs> overdone to where like that could be a criticism. Like it, it's yeah. not overproduced and it, and in the best way. And and others artists can can do that and do it well. But like she has an interesting approach to that. Although I would say the only song that uh, Taylor Swift has released that I wasn't super super fond of, even though it was really well arranged, was uh, "Me with a uh, big hate." Yeah. I felt like I was just like, wh- why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like if you uh, ate a tube of cotton candy flavored toothpaste, that song to me. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, just, like a, it was just a little too much. Yeah. It was just like a, yeah, a little too much. But yeah, I mean, like, it's still a good song. It's just one of the ones where I'm like a little, like I really much more appreciate it. Uh, I'm not sure about the name, and I think it's called Calm Down. Yeah. The one. You need it, to calm down. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's probably my favorite from that really new like, album. It's a really good one. So, yeah. There it is. Hit me up, Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, all right. Well, so the next one we have, is it is it Kate Lorene or Kate Lorene, yeah. Lorene, yeah. Lorene. And, <laughs> I don't uh, know where she even is, from. His airport solidarity. Yep. Now I, I had not heard of her before this, as with a couple on the list. What uh what What's that about, buddy? <laughs> what's yeah, what's what drew you to this one? Uh well, so the last time I was over there, which was for uh Where's there? Wait, oh, there. I mean, uh, every time I refer to there is uh, Chapel, Chapel Hill. Hill? Nice. Hill. <laughs> yeah. uh, last time I was over uh, there. It's so uh, weird. Yannick has been literally everywhere. His favorite place <laughs> is Chapel Hill. It's so weird. Yeah. It's not, it, it's not, ju- it's just a small area right in front of Weber Street Market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Just like buy me a tent and I'll just. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, last time I was over there, I was at a party at my friend Trevor Slosex, and uh, he uh, he played like an album that I thought was really awesome, and uh, I just kept on not listening to conversation. I just got there like an hour before. I think I just like got out of the plane and just went to his place, and there were some people over at his place, and they were playing that album that was really not interested in the conversation. I was, I mean, like. <laughs> I was trying to be. In, uh, they were, you were just in, on a really long flight and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was really listening to that album, which was like, that's awesome. Like, who's that? And then some, sometimes later after that, they were like, oh, my friend Kate is going to come up and uh, she's making music as well. You guys should talk. I'm like, cool. And then when we were talking, I'm realizing that that was her album playing. And uh, oh, I'm just, cool. dude, that was really awesome so i you know i got to talk a little bit with her and uh we uh we got to exchange a little bit on that trip and i realized that i really like her like her stuff it's really sort of like it's really interesting because she's a harp player so it's not really that you get on these sort of record and it sort of had this like i feel like it's like uh it has like a little bit of a 
James Blake vibe somehow. Just mm-hmm. the, the production, like uh, I really like the the the, the mix between like harp and also like strange sound yeah. design. Mm-hmm. It made me think of um. Do you know John John Mouse? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It made me think of John Mouse. <laughs> oh yeah, I I hadn't thought about it. I what I really <laughs> like about <laughs> what I really like about that one is that yeah. It feels like uh, I'm on a few Facebook groups with avant-garde music, and it always feels like this sort of like mash of like. Or any called Avant Soundgarden. (laughs) (laughs) No. One strike. What? (laughs) (laughs) Strike for you, little Facebook groups. What the heck? (laughs) But uh. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, like I, I feel like uh, some of the more some of the more avant-garde music is a little bit uh, too obscure for my tastes. And, uh, like John Mouse? <laughs> no, it's not mm. risky, is it? I don't oh, know. It's shade in every direction for John like, Mouse. The point yeah, is, the name I mean, of this episode should be Yannick Hates John Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's risky, I get it, but I also listen to the Dillinger Escape Plan, so it's not that, it's not, it's not yeah. that weird. But, uh, uh, I mean, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I just felt like it was a really good album. It's a solid album. It's, uh, she is trying to, uh, get started on playing it live and touring maybe another album. So we, we started actually working on the song last week. Ooh. Nice. Because I really wanted to, like, I got, uh, one of her songs to be released on a vinyl compilation in Belgium. And I really wanted to work with her on us on a song, and uh, we started doing that. And uh, yeah, I mean, like, she's like a really solid artist. I really like her stuff. So I felt like it was something that was made uh, close to where you live, but you might not know about. Mm-hmm. So uh, close yet so far. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I forgot wow. from Durham or uh, Chapel. It's all the the triangle. Yeah. Yeah, I did really like. It's just one of those like really quiet, kind of dreamy yeah. sounds. That's it. It can be perfect for like. I, I mean, if you're really in the mood for something like that, or in the need for something like that, it can be perfect for like calming and and relaxing. Yeah, it was all. It's basically all stuff I listened to when I like would paint and stuff, especially like that one. Yeah. Beauteous, beauteous. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, third one we have is a song by Many Mansions, as well as oh yeah, collaborating with Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, and the song is Any Emotions. Any Emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us the deal. Tell us your journey with Many Mansions, Yannick. Yes. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a weird one. It's uh, a wild ride. Yeah, it's a wild right. It's uh, <laughs> it's a band that I've sort of like uh, gravitated towards because they were oh, so all the members from Mini Mansions are coming from different bands. So at uh, one of the lead, they're two lead singers, and one of them is the bass player Michael Schumann from Queens of the Stone Age, and the other one is called uh, Tyler Parford from. Uh, he had a solo project that was called Mister Goodnight. And he put out a few tapes under that name. And the uh, last guy is called Zach Doss. And he's played with uh, Kimbra and I forget who Yannick else. loves Kimbra. Yeah, Are you dead? Yeah, I still <laughs> still really, really like Kimbra. But um, 
Yeah, so Zach, uh, he's a session player in Los Angeles, and uh, he's he was working, I think, at the time on uh, Brian Wilson's album. Uh, I think it's called like Peer Pressure, something like that, but it's like a play on word with peer, like a you know, like a Ugh, yeah, barf. So. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, so Zach was working on that, and they wrote a song that felt like needed some Beach Boy harmonies, and so they got Brian Wilson on that, which I think is like yeah, probably man. the coolest thing that could happen to your one of one of any like any song. Basically. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, uh, I really, uh, I really like dad band's first album this is on the second or third album i forgot uh sort of lost track of what they put out but, uh, track. yeah <laughs> uh but uh they yeah they they uh i really like their records and i got to meet uh i got to meet them in belgium at some point and had a little bit of exchange with uh with tyler who uh, i gave a copy of my old ep and uh, he hit me up for uh a collaboration that I've been way too stressed <laughs> to make it to come to fruition. But uh, uh, so it's like, uh, I feel like I, I, it's funny because when I think about that song, I feel like me having one of my favorite singers of all time being like, do you want to make a song together? And feeling like they might have felt the same way that I did when they were like, oh, we should get Brian Wilson. Yeah, he said yes. Like, it's <laughs> fine yeah. just to have like someone like that on a song, but it's a really good song. It's about Asperger's Syndrome. Uh, and uh, it's really well written. It's just like, a, it sounds like a classic song. It doesn't yeah. sound like it has like a, uh, it's sort of like timeless. So I really like it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Gonna call it Dr. Gary or what? <laughs> <laughs> Which is also like I now that I think about it, when I met uh Dr. Gay from Mini Mansions. <laughs> I met Tyler from Mini Mansions. Like uh, I remember that they were at like their merch table and someone in the audience that went it was not like a that was not a headline show. They were just like opening for I feel like it was the new pornographer or something like that. But uh, they were opening for another band. So that guy came to their merch table. They were like, eh, you know, pretty good. Like, I feel like that band might go somewhere. And it's just in my head, I'm like, they just like have a song with Brian Wilson. <laughs> like, yeah. You must like the end game right there for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also funny because like, since, since like one of the guys in Queen of the Stone Age, which I feel like there's not like a lot of men that are They're asking. so good. Yeah. <laughs> it just felt weird to have like a Brandon Belgian being like, oh, I feel like you can probably make it one day. I think try. that adds up pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a really good song. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Chloe, are you in agreement or what do you think of? Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Courtesy of Yannick, as uh, everyone else calls him. Yeah. Yes. Let me pick a wait. I got to pick a band to ask you about. Oh, do you listen to um? You listen to uh, Duran Jones and the Indications. Oh, is that the one that you told me about the other day? Uh huh. And I said that I had that I had checked them out, but I feel like I checked like thirty seconds of the first song. It was like cool, <gasps> but. But that also probably has to do with uh, I have like a lot of I I 
there's a lot of music in the house, of course, and uh, I get like sent a lot of demos all the time. So I usually try and listen to something, and if I don't like it instantly, I'll yeah. come back to it later because I feel like maybe I'm not in the right mood for for that. But I felt right. like, uh, yeah, it sounded okay. It, it, it's not you. <laughs> Well, Durand and John Mass are going to start a pity party over here. They're just going to start a support group. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Next one on the list. A couple more here. We have uh, a song by The Feather, and the song is oh, yeah. Louder. So yeah. what, uh, what's this one all about? So uh, that's so that, that was the song I was referring to when I was talking about the album earlier. Yeah. So that's uh, that's one of the songs... That's one of the songs that I haven't worked on, actually. So it's one of the few ones that I haven't worked on on this album. Uh, which, Does that make it easier to listen to? Yeah, a little bit. Because like, uh, it's still pretty much here, like the whole process, the whole like recording of that album. So, you know, like whenever you've sort of like stitched something together, you know where all of the, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, all the seals. Yeah. yeah. So like uh I feel like I still sort of have that with some of the songs which is also interesting because like whenever they release a song I can still remember what happened during that recording so I can mm. give like, little anecdotes whenever it's like a song release about the, the process but uh it's one of the songs that I haven't worked on that I sort of like discovered when the album came out and I was really really uh I was really down with that song. And uh, <laughs> as I was saying, like, I don't feel like it's, it's imperfect in so many good ways. Like, I like that. It's not perfect. Like, and, like me. <laughs> <laughs> I like my cooking. But, uh, uh, no, your yeah. cooking is perfect. We went over this. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I feel like uh, it's a really interesting song. It's a, it's one of the more uh, cryptic ones I feel on that album. Like uh, the whole concept of the album was pretty much like uh, fear of death and like rebirth and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Because because of the whole like uh, cancer uh, situation. Yeah. But uh, this song really feels like a, a breath of fresh air in that album, and I'm, it's really like. I don't know, like the little oh, everything that's going on, like the little violin thing and the the, the brass in the middle, all that. I feel it's really, it sounds like really orchestrated music, and I know that uh, knowing the uh, uh, work process of Thomas, like he really crafts all of these by ear because he doesn't really know like music theory or any of that. So he just like really works that uh, towards something that he feels good about and i just felt like all of them like even though uh i haven't really uh looked into what he was talking about i felt like the whole of the song was really relatable like on a human level so i really appreciate that one he's an awesome guy he's really he's a really cool guy and really hard working i think he's like written like 19 songs ever since the lockdown started so like he uh He's closing that gap. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's a it's a really good song. What do you yeah. what do you think about that one? I I like that one as well. It it's kind of fits into that kind of kind of surreal. Like it just it, it has such a cool vibe to it. Like it, it just mm-hmm. I don't know what I would compare to necessarily, but um, it I again it it's that 
like slightly experimental kind of dreamy quality that I like in, in, in that kind of music, you know? Um, and yeah, th- th- this I hadn't heard of the, the feather uh, either before, and so it's there are another cool group that is is out there and that deserve more of a, a following, but um, and ho- hopefully they'll get there. <laughs> I hope so. I, I hope so. <laughs> hey, they're they're going places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, well, to quote some Belgian man. <laughs> well, actually, the, the funny thing there's two things that I haven't thought about uh, mentioning, but they're probably relevant, especially to you, Chloe, because I know you're a big Faces on TV fan. Yeah. And so uh, the guy from Faces, the singer from Faces on TV, was supposed to produce that album, <gasps> but it didn't work out. So I'm I'm choice number two. <laughs> so, wow. Nice. And uh. So I had to, uh, uh, so I uh, produced. Yannick, to me, your choice number one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's funny because, like, I think he really wanted to produce that album because remember I got you, like, a, a yeah. record from that guy. <laughs> and I mentioned, like, having produced that with him and it, it sounded Uh-oh. like he was. Salty. Now, it sounded like he, was, he really wanted to work on it, just, like, couldn't find a time. <laughs> so it was just like, oh, well. Right. But, uh. And second uh, thing that's interesting about that record sort of like connects to a band with someone you know of, I think. Because uh, I remember that before we started working on Thomas's album, we uh, we had exchanged some uh, bands that we sort of felt like were in the same realm that he was working with. And I sent him a record by Lost in the Trees. Uh, yeah! Yeah, a shirt that fit our that fits our needs, and uh, I sent him that, and I think I really liked it. And I don't know how much he played that, but I felt like when I listened to that song, like it felt like it sort of like had, uh, you know, that's like so cool. His system somehow. Yeah. Did you awesome. learn about them through Gem? He's our the singer's our god brother. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's Sorry. a funny story because, like, I learned. So Gemma told me that, but only after I mentioned that I had both. Or she she mentioned him like in a Facebook conversation one day, mm-hmm. and she, like he ha- he has a band that's called like uh, Lost in the Trees. I'm like, that rings a bell, and I just realized that it was one of the albums that I had both at CD Alley. And nice. Yet, like a year before, so I just nice. like played it. Chapel it Thrill. Because uh, yeah, yeah. I, I tend to buy a lot of uh, local bands' records when I when I go to the Triangle area, and uh, I sometimes it takes me a little bit of time to go through all of them because I like to uh, do it right and not just like play them as I'm cooking pasta. But uh, pasta. <laughs> I have a lot of a lot of records from a lot of uh, pasta. But, yeah that too especially these days <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we love lost in the trees dang yeah it's, uh, uh fireplace is my favorite i don't remember the names of the songs because I, I i don't even know i don't know if that's the name of the song in the fireplace. yeah <laughs> do, 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 do. Right. yannick if you ever short if you ever need uh somebody who can do vocal uh like Electric guitar slash oboe, HMU. Oh yeah, I'm very good at it. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure thing. <laughs> A little collab <laughs> there. <laughs> Do all of that. 
Well, yeah, it just sort of like uh, I just felt like mentioning with my that it sort of like ties in into that whole like I I I'm just really uh, I really like the music scene in the, your part of the. Oh, you're very involved in it. So uh, it's just like uh, you've yeah. met everyone. I don't know, but you've、I've、done met, all the things. I've met a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. You have、uh, good times at festivals. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you always you get that access.、Uh, you know what? You get that、Actually, free water and bathroom. That uh, <laughs> I think you're referring to uh, my friend who uh, uh, worked with Bestial. Ah,、uh, oh, yeah, like uh. Uh, yeah, really like them a lot, but、uh, you, like,、uh, have you seen the the live thing that Lady Gaga did? Yeah. Right. So there was well, one.、Guy. I watched the ones I cared about. Yeah. So there was um, uh, one guy uh, from uh, One Direction that sang a song. I think it's Zayn. Not sure. One guy from One Direction sang a song on that live.、Know. And the guitar player was that dude, my my friend wow. from the、oh, wow. <laughs> so、yeah, my、that's、old guitar、fun. player. That's、uh, that's funny. He 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 went places. <laughs> But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he was teaching guitar in Belgium, and then like he ended up like in California playing with like One Direction, and was just like, well, wow, yeah, cool. that's awesome. Well, that's yeah, it's good for him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're perfect. Yeah.、Uh, no shade. You're probably too good for One Direction. I'm sorry. 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 No problem. Okay.、Um, yeah. Now it's my turn to ask, or did I already? No. Now it's my turn. I I started it. I got to keep going. Yeah. Keep, keep, How keep do you going, feel? I'm going to ask you about a genre because I don't know enough to. Well, I、nope. guess I do, but uh, how do you feel about um, K-pop? K-pop. I have zero idea.、Uh, okay. I mean, I've heard like a few songs, and they were good. But I'm just like I'm sort of like、uh, a little bit removed of the、uh, the current trends. Yeah,、uh, that's what I was gonna say. It's it feels like very much a trend.、Thing. Yeah. Not- Not to discount it by any means, but yeah, yeah. Last time I sort of like tried to、uh, get an update on what was going on in the world, I just like I I like stumble on a song by Poppy, and then it led me to a song by Jasmine Beans, and I was just like, I'm like a little too weirded out right now. I don't to- know what you're talking about. So there we go. <laughs> it's like a it's a Gen Z thing that I、okay. feel like is really good, but I I was not like prepared、okay. for the blend of like、right. jet metal and just like weird like gory stuff. Like it's good.、Gotcha. I, I was just not like you say gory. Uh yeah yeah it's like it's it, you just check out, out. Jackman Beans and you'll see I what I mean. It's a it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right.、Uh, all right. Well, the next one we got、uh, is "Where'd All the Time Go" by Doctor Dog. Dog. Classic. Yeah.、Uh, how, how did this one、Classic. come to you?、Uh, I think like、uh, the first time I heard it was in the car in、uh, Chapel Hill, probably, <laughs> and uh, uh, 
That's where this, this seems like this, that's where I get all of my music. It's but. so funny. You've uh, <laughs> lived in just Paris. Like, just go there for like three months a year, just listen to all of the music, and just come back here and sit in silence for like nine go. months. But uh, oh, like you uh, went to uh, what's that place called? Not smog or whatever. What's that place called? Wait, in the mountains with the thing, and you got the thing like synth. Uh, uh I forget. synthesizer stuff. Yes, there, there's a lot here. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, regarding that song, like uh, uh, I yeah, I mean, like I heard it. I felt like it's sort of like it's sort of like feel like an instant classic. Like it's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've tried to get into other Doctor Doc songs, which are really good, but uh, they're. This one feels like it hits something that is really timeless as well, which I really appreciate in a in a record. Like, uh, mm-hmm. and it was also, it was hard for me to uh, like. I wanted to include it, but also at the same time, I had like a list of four or five songs that sort of like felt at rem because I tried to uh, like uh, classify songs so I would know which one would go in the list or not, but. Uh, I had like uh, a few songs that sort of felt that way. Move, and I had another move. song. Yeah. Sorry to oh, interrupt. Yeah, in Asheville. Yeah. Yeah, was, oh, yeah. 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 I was probably on the way to Asheville now that you're saying it. It feels like it's yeah. something I've heard before. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's another song that I felt sort of like fitted that description of like being nostalgic. Which is a song by uh, Drop 19's called Winona, which I feel is like one of the best songs of the 90s, but mm. it's really uh, underrated, or at least like it's not played as much as it was when uh, right. Mr. Show was on TV. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and, uh, but the thing about Winona is that I feel like it's nostalgic, but uh, it makes me uh, nostalgic about the 90s, whereas like, uh, a word all the time go makes me nostalgic for like I don't know for what like My nostalgic like a mm-hmm. Swedish word for like being nostalgic about a place you've never <laughs> been to, but like uh, there's a Swedish yeah. word for that. Probably they that's have dope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like a German word for a face that is very punchable that I've learned years ago. Yeah, and there's a German word for a scratch on a windshield. There's German oh. word for everything. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. There's a German word that's called uh wait what Kimmelspeck. that means grief bacon so that's the fat that you put on when you're depressed which I love <laughs> yeah uh it's yeah, not very not very kosher but uh oh oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> and uh yeah I mean like uh it's Oh, I just realized the other day about where did all the time go that uh, I had never realized that, but just because I played Hotel California by uh, the Eagles in its entirety the other day. Sorry, Chloe. But uh, I played that in its entirety the other day and I realized that it. I'm pretty sure that this song by Dr. Dark is a nod to Try and Love Again by the Eagles because it sort of like has a similar... Uh, drum part and bass line. The bass Are you line forming a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm getting to it. Uh, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's sort of like an art which I find really uh, interesting. And uh, uh, oh, and it's, it's the first song, so uh, uh, we've been stuck inside. So uh, what? I've been learning drums, and uh, my uh, girlfriend has been learning how to play bass for the last six months. Oh. So, uh, Where'd All the Time Go is the first time, the first song that we could sort of like uh, stumble our way through as like uh, one of the worst rhythm sections. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh-huh. we're, we're getting but like uh, we're, we're, it's mostly me because she keeps time really well on bass, but uh, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Without the help of computer. Have you seen that movie? Oh, no. Henry, what's that movie with... uh... No, actually, I can't remember anyone in it either. I'll find it. Fred Armisen is in it. What's it about? I'll find it. Just keep talking. But no, one thing... This this song is very much my vibe. And one thing, especially towards the end, is I, I loved the guitars. Oh, it's right? just fantastic, and and I agree. I hadn't really thought thought of it as nostalgic, but that's definitely a, a good description. Is it's very reminiscent of those great early rock bands, and um, but still, again, very but very new and very fresh feeling. So it's it's got that that timeless quality that you don't always get uh, these yeah. days. I the love the production band aid. Band-Aid. Huh. I never saw that. I mean, either. Sorry, great. Sorry great that movie, one. so. I, I bet. Joke's but on like, you. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I really like the production on that song as well. Like, it's really retro, of course. The drum is super, like, high-cutted, which I... It's a technique that I haven't really used uh, before, especially before the song that I released, Funeral. Like, I haven't really yeah. tried to... I sort of, like started uh trying to work drums that way when i heard the song uh flower in your packet by the arcs so the the side project from the guy from the black keys mm. and uh, he was sort of had like he threw up on me oh really <laughs> <laughs> but he was really nice it wasn't um, you know i'm sort of more interested in that story than what i was gonna tell no 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 <laughs> well yeah i mean like uh uh, yeah, I, I sort of like got interested into that sort of like uh, really retro, high cutted drums. I feel like it lets the songs breathe a little more. I feel like before I heard Where All the Time Go and that song by the artist, I used to make the mistake of sometimes trying to get all the power of the songs coming from the drums and the, the bass. And I feel like when I listen to songs like the Dr. Dog one, I realize that you can pretty much like still have high energy in a song with a drum that's basically almost like hard pan uh, right and super like high cut it. Like I feel like it just doesn't take away from the the song. It's just more about like uh, it just lets the arrangement breathe a little bit more, a little bit more and uh, it le- leaves a lot of space for uh, the instrument to. You can really hear like the interpretation in the in the way they're playing, yeah. which when the solo comes, like it's really awesome because it's just like a like it's a master class intention and release because yeah, you feel yeah, like it's sure. gonna be a little bit more melodic than it just like go for the like tense rock vibe and it just finishes the song with a 
the first like uh stuff like reminiscences of the intro that's just awesome like i feel like it's just a song where every idea is just like yes please yeah sure uh, yeah chloe, good song. Uh, what about you chloe good good yeah. <laughs> my question okay how do you feel about solange I like her a lot, and I feel it's weird you asked that because I was just asked that like three days ago, uh, randomly. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I sort of, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm probably gonna get killed in my sleep for saying that, but I sort of feel like I like her more than Beyonce. That makes sense for you, though. Sure. I feel like, I feel like, uh, yeah, I find it. I don't I think anyone like, would hurt you for that. They're sisters, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, maybe if I get in a, the wrong elevator. Elevator. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> but like, uh, uh, I, yeah, I mean, like, I really find it really tasteful. Like, it's really good. I feel like uh, I'm sort of like, I like Beyonce, but I sort of like, sometimes I'll just play a song of hers knowing that she knows that I know that she knows that she's like too good for this and so yeah i just like it never feels phoned in because she's awesome but that's there's some song that she's put out where i'm like i know that you know you're not talking Um, lemonade here you're not talking lemonade you like lemonade i like lemonade wait um was freedom on lemonade yes yes Yes, then yes yes we love kendrick okay awesome like it's one of my favorite beads from that year yeah. you got to go back and listen to lemonade yannick in its entirety it's a journey it's like you were talking about except in an album like yeah. you were talking about the narrative arc i like that like samstown you know is my favorite album it's like yeah. and modern vampires in the city again big right. what's samstown oh shut up yannick <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's like arctic monkeys or something like that right yeah Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, about arctic monkeys mm-hmm. you're about them especially the last album to be honest like uh it's weird to sort of like uh i sort of ha- have it's which is probably like a nice a really nice segue into the next song Ooh, <laughs> I, order, I, I planned in, it i yeah. sort of like had the same feeling about mgmt whereas like everyone was super into their first album mm-hmm. and i was like eh, you know like yeah. it's good i get that i really liked when the mgmt second album came out that i really liked that it was so weird and all over the place because i was just like oh right oh so they were you know they were about that yeah and that's when I started reading the interviews and realizing that sort of like their first hits were sort of like cynical views mm-hmm. on it, which is like, yeah, a, I really like them as I like listening to, well, I like reading or listening to what they have to say. Yeah. I love MGMT. They just like broke my brain. When they, like mm-hmm. whenever they release something, I'm just like, we're like, it's like dogs. Like they're too good for us. And it's just like MGMT is just like too good. Yeah. Uh, like when, cause they were huge when I was in, in middle school. And I feel like, as you were kind of saying, is they, they, that breakout album. And then I don't really hear them talked about that much mm-hmm. after that, but they, they really deserve it because I think they've had much more of an impact than I think people oh, yeah. acknowledge for sure. Oh, yeah. Completely. Like, 
literally uh, within my uh, look. So, so when I started, uh, when I started playing music, I started learning on the guitar, and I would play like eight to nine hours a day. So I thought that Steve Vai was like awesome music, and uh, I thought that playing a lot of notes was really like uh, the end game. So for the first uh, few years. I was really into stuff that I I don't regret uh, being into that now, but I sort of can see like that it wasn't probably some stuff were really like uh, in the realm of bad taste when I played them back now. And uh, when uh, when uh, I got when I first got to Paris, I think that MGMT just released their first album and uh Within the other songs that were not the singles, I just realized that some of the songs were really, really interesting and really well-crafted, but they were done by a band who I thought just played like three chords and like octave jumps on mm. the bass lines. And I was like, wow, like you can make simple music that just... I feel like uh, MGMT and uh, a band called Giant Drag just like completely changed the way I saw music at the time because I was really into that weird like over-technical thing and uh and i got to like this this is why sort of like i, I included the, that mgmt song about the segue the, the song your life is a lie yeah. because i feel like what is amazing with uh mgmt what is that the so they wrote that first record which is really good then they wrote the second record which is all over the place super awesome crazy arrangement sonic boom on the production awesome and uh and then they put out the third record, which is really strange, but uh, in a sort of like flaming lips offshoot kind of strange, mm-hmm. but never like, yeah. it's not bad. It's just like, you're like, oh, well, yeah, you went there. That was <laughs> like, uh, cool. And uh, what I really liked about that album is that it has this song called Your Life is a Lie, which is two chords and a cowbell. <laughs> and I was just like, they can still impress me with their songwriting when it's down to two chords in a cowbell. Like, that's just my favorite band ever, I feel. Yeah. yeah. Can't go wrong with a cowbell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's and it's a fun song. It has a really fun video. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, uh, it's just, it's just a really, it's just a band that I really appreciate. Also, on uh like a lyrical level, like I really appreciate mm-hmm. what they write because they have we have a lot of like a, a common literal literary references like Walt Whitman and uh, writers like that that I really appreciate and uh, I can sort of like really I could just like sit down and read the lyrics without yeah. listening to the songs yeah. and just like uh, analyze that they're much they're very I feel like it's weird to say that about a band that's constantly maybe on the radio. Uh, or at least somewhere on the radio, but I feel <laughs> way underrated. And uh, and the new album is just amazing. I don't know if you guys like heard the new yeah, yeah. album. Yes. But uh, I wanted to include, so my first choice for MGMT song was uh, When You Die from the, the new album. Mm-hmm. But then like I realized that it was less of an interesting story because I just like the song. That's just it. (laughs) That's all I ever contribute to this podcast, to be fair. (laughs) Uh, Uh, All right. Well, uh, okay. 
have to ask you a question for this oh, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go Do for you it. like, I'm going to say his name wrong, Stromae? Stromae? Stromae. Yeah. Now uh, that he retired or whatever, but. Yeah, I mean, like, not really my cup of tea. Uh, a lot of artists over here started to, like, emulate his style, which I think is, Probably not the takeaway that he's not yeah. the point that he wanted to make. Like I think I that was like, probably the opposite. <laughs> uh, I feel like th- this is one guy where he's just like, be yourself. And I feel uh, like you guys would like, be yeah, BFFs. Yeah, I, for for some strange reason, I, I was I'm really friend. I'm really good friend with a uh, uh, his old manager. She's like, uh, she's a, a girl that's like right on the street and. and uh, I didn't know that she worked with him for so long until we talked about it. We went to a Hanson concert and that's when she was like, oh, what are you to manage? <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Henry, do you know who he is? Yes, I, yeah, I've heard of him, yeah. Oh, word. He's uh, not very well known here, but he's like a... He, didn't he like pack like Madison Square Garden in New yes. York? Yeah. yeah. But, still, but that's not how it works in, in America. That's, yes, that ain't yeah. how it works, okay? <laughs> I'm so naive. New York is a territory. Texas <laughs> is a territory. No one wants that one. California, it's all different. Oh, you've been to you like well, you like Nashville, right? You've been to I had opinions about Nashville. Oh I liked it. Oh I like Nashville, but Weren't I you there in a weird way. Uh not in a weird way. I was going to a studio called Welcome yeah. to 1979. And uh, the funny story, though, now that I remember, interesting. When I got to Nashville, I took a cab to go to my Airbnb. When I got there, uh, the guy said his name because uh, I didn't really check in on like in the Airbnb thing. Like he was just like, hey, yeah. I'm Billy. And then I just looked at my receipt and I was just like, Billy Bennett, that sounds familiar for some reason. And then when we had a little bit of chat before you went to work, he was like, yeah, like, do you, so you're like, you're in the, in the biz. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure thing. Uh, and he was like, yeah, I'm just back from like, I, I, I'm just back from England. I recorded in AB road. And I'm like, wow, like, what did you do there? And he was like, I was there with MGMT. And I was oh, like, man. oh, oh snap. so it turns out that the guy who I was Airbnb was, uh, so uh, who I was staying with, uh, I actually recorded congratulations. So like, uh, I got to a lot of questions, which was, that was like the good part of the trip. And um, the studio, the whole studio thing was really interesting. I would say the only thing that was strange for me in Nashville is that I tend to like uh, being, uh, like working as a professional in the music realm. I like to have, conversation that sort of like don't always revolve around that mm. <laughs> and uh i figured that in nashville it's sort of like impossible because everyone's yeah there. yeah everyone's like a little uh, amusement park <laughs> it's probably the same thing with like uh you know writers in la like it's so just like yeah like everyone's a writer and that's waffle fun. makers in belgium yeah exactly mm. yeah. My, my mom is a waffle maker yeah that's, that's, nice. that's, like that. that's how they met Wow! <laughs> Perfect. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, but it, it's a it's a really cool town. Like, I feel like I should go back because 
I didn't get so much free time when I was over there. So we would be in the studio all the time, but I got to go to uh, Third Man Records, which was interesting. And uh, Country Museum, would, which had like a giant... <laughs> I'd love to have been there seeing you there. Oh my God. Yeah. That's hilarious. Taylor Swift ball, that was worth it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really cool city, I feel. And, uh, and I feel Got like. Got nothing on Chapel Thrill. <laughs> right? But I feel like, uh, doesn't like Haley Williams live there? I think she does, yeah. Everybody freaking lives there, yeah. Yannick. You just like tie it back to the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, there you go. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, at least she does. The other people of Paramore might as well, but I might I might be mistaken there. Oh, yeah. I, I have absolutely no idea of where they're. But, he's, uh, he's covering now. He knows exactly where she lives. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also in Nashville, there's a guy who really uh, influenced me especially in the later in the the last track that I just put out who was uh R. Stevie Moore who's like the grandfather of like uh home recording hmm. he's been active ever since 19 I want to say 68 but that would probably be mistaken I'm uh, like a long time he's put out like the OG YouTuber 400 albums jeez Jeez. So it's like hard to go through. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, I thought I would do that during the lockdown, just like listen to everything. But I haven't had that kind of patience yet. And uh, he's had a lot of songs out with. Uh, and you should write a book of it. You should do a review of each song. <laughs> That'd be All dope. Songs, like, you love music theory books and stuff like that. I do. I started writing a book this year, but I haven't finished it because of second thoughts. Because you will. Right. Yeah. But, uh, You'll finish it. You'll finish it, it. It'll be good. Second thoughts. Yeah. I mean, RCD Moore, and he, uh, which interestingly has uh, put out songs with Tyler from Mini Mentioned as well. So, like, nice. Uh, the whole. It's a, it's a small world is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, for mm. sure. Yeah. Well, it's a big world for me because I'm really small, but it's... A, <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, as you alluded to, so the last song we have is a song by The Cleaners from Venus, and it's Only a Shadow. Yeah. So uh, I, as with some of the others, I, I hadn't heard of these uh, before, so... What's uh? It's tight. Yeah, for sure. It's good, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like one of the best unheard song of the eighties. I would say it's cool. Hundred percent. It's really good. It's yeah. Cleaners from Venus are really underrated band from England, and um, uh, they. So uh, the funny thing about that song was that. I wanted to include it and I wanted to include an MGMT song. Uh, and I, there's a point in time where I wanted to include MGMT's cover of that song. Cause <laughs> was, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, that's sort of like how I, I got into them. Cause uh, uh, Andrew from MGMT puts out a lot of, of like uh compilation or he's like very vocal about his influences or there was like the that's how i got into like the deep freeze mice that's how i got into uh 
I don't know, like uh, Sad Lovers and Giants, like uh, a lot of British bands from the post punk era because he's really into that. Wait, he's into like a lot of things, but especially in that era. Yeah. And they covered that song. And the first time I played it, I didn't know it was a cover. So I thought I was like, well, MGMT wrote an awesome song again. But then this is so embarrassing. I had that with Romeo and Juliet. I thought yeah, the killers wrote. wrote it, but obviously Dire Straits wrote it. So, oh. whoops. Well, it happens. And uh, well, actually, come to think of it now, I played. So when I wanted to include that in the playlist, I played the uh, MGMT cover again. I was just like, it's good, but it's not as good as the original. So I just put that. Yeah. Uh, especially since cleaners doesn't get much love because they're not uh, too known. But interesting. It's so fact, weird. That song is that uh, there are so many versions of that song online because uh. I may. Uh, romanticized the uh, history of uh, the, the process of that band a little bit, but I'm pretty sure that's how it went. They used to, so instead of like, uh, so they would release their album on cassettes, and instead of copying this, these cassettes, like, uh, you know, like copying A to B and just like mm-hmm. having like a, a master and just copying it and just like uh, selling it they would re-record their entire set live on every set. So they would just like, you know, they had like their album, they knew how to play it. So they would just like go through their live set, just record that. And then just like, that would be a tape. Then it would just record the next, the next batch. And they would just, so there's like a lot of online where they always play the same thing. So the differences are more like in the, you know, like, where to count down in the intro, like a little like uh, off note somewhere, but it's really interesting to uh, look into that because there's a lot of versions of that song, and uh, that's I so feel cool. Like, uh, it's so smart as well because like it means that once you're done, I mean, like if you have forty cassettes, I mean you've played your set forty times, so you're probably forty times better than yeah. you <laughs> when you start. Like I just feel like that that whole that's the way thing. only you would look at it. <laughs> but uh uh and it's sort of like uh it's interesting because like when i played that song the first time uh i wasn't really sure about you know like sometimes you like a song so much that you make it your it ringtone you. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and then when you sort of like uh yeah the other songs from that artist catalog like you can't really find something that as that is as like uh thrilling as the song that you liked Mm -hmm. but uh it's it was strange because like when i played the other songs that they had like i wasn't really i realized that that song was a special one and i was just lucky enough to like estimate upon it like before the other ones the other songs are really good they're just like in different realm which i really appreciate as well but i like the bad this one what i like is sort sort of like this like um this and another song by the beach boys which is called beach something or like by on the beach or something like that they're sort of like have like these dream pop elements way before it was like a thing. Is, is it, it? Is it? Is it? Girls on the beach. That that's I, one that has that kind of vibe to it. But I yeah, probably remember. that it, one. It's just like one that has. There's a Beach Boy song. Like the first four measures sounds like a washed out sample, and I'm just like, oh, wow, yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, so I it's sort of like tied back to my love for a Blacksburg band called Wild Nothing, uh, Blacksburg, Virginia. Uh, that is sort of like really into that realm of dream pop or like uh, I don't know how to call that. That's how they used to. That's how the kids call it. But uh, back in like 2014, 13, 14, I was really into that sort of like kind of music. And uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's a really cool band. There are lots of bands from England from that time that are really... It's, it's like, like all my favorite bands are from England right? at that time. Yeah, like you, you, when you see like Cleaners from Venus, you can sort of like get like, the Smiths make sense. Yeah, I was thinking Morrissey. Yeah. The cars a little bit, even though that's just, even they're not British, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a really interesting scene. And they uh, look like the cure, the vibe, they look, it's the yeah. same visual. Yeah, yeah they sort of like, have like this like little, I liked one thing that I really appreciate with, with uh appreciate with uh english bands that they sort of at least from that era in the 60s and all of that is that they sort of like uh always sort of include that sort of like victorian uh in Adam yeah <laughs> and like where it's like psych pop or it's just like you know yeah. like pop or post punk like that it sort of like always seems to curl its way in which i really appreciate yeah because uh, it's uh it's a really interesting era yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go, go I have your it. last opinion here, Yannick, about this. It's the biggie because Henry and I firmly disagree, and I don't think I've ever mentioned it to anyone who's on my side outside of the Strauss house. And I, I know that you won't be either, so I don't know why I'm asking this, but the Beatles or the Stones. Ugh, easy. That's Beatles. Jesus, dude. Okay, like, okay but, but to, to be fair here, I, I love the no! Rolling Stones. No! To be fair here, I love the Rolling Stones. I'm going to get somebody who agrees with me. What are these freaking? I, I, would, I mean, I, they're, they're an amazing band, but if I absolutely had to choose between the two, I would choose I Beatles. But I, I listen to the Rolling Stones a lot, so I'm not... I knew you choose the Beatles, but I had a little bit of hope, okay? Ugh. I mean, I'm sure yeah, there's plenty of people out there. Who feel the same? So. <laughs> that's that's that sounded backhanded as can be. <laughs> There's someone out there for you, Chloe. Uh, I've heard it one too many times. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it's just like you put me on the spot. Like you're asking me to choose between these two, which I feel is really unfair, as per usual. That, but, hey, hey, that's the like thing. That's the going thing. But it's just that, like. Like, I feel like the Rolling Stones, they have an amazing career, and I like so many songs of theirs, but, like, I don't feel like they've opened as many doors as as the Beatles have. No. I feel like they were, like, right behind them in these I'm just like building this like a lot of tension for cliffhanger just (laughs) and he was uh, never seen again (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is your last recording (laughs) Um, well no I mean that's I mean that's fair I mean I I, going through like 
I mean, it, maybe it's just growing up with the more I, I, I tend to cling more to the Beatles. But I mean, the Rolling Stones, I mean, if you look at their career, it's amazing. I mean, and uh, of course, they've had a, a, a legendary impact just as the Beatles have. But I guess it is pretty like you go one way or the other in terms of personal attachment, I guess. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, production wise, like like uh, it's hard for me as a producer not to like be 100% behind my boy George Martin (laughs) oh yeah it's really hard for me not to do that but I really like the Rolling Stones like yeah I I feel like it's it's a weird question Chloe it's not Yannick what the heck are you talking about it's like the question it's what everybody says (laughs) yeah No one's asked you that? It's like you're asking me to uh, publicly... Ketchup and mustard. Which of my children is the smartest in front of them? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, you just don't do that. Easy. Gemma's smarter. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Oh, well. I mean, mean, my... Like, I, I don't mind saying which one I like more. My only... It's like, like, in comparing it to film, it's like trying to to like argue which film has more impact like wizard of oz or citizen kane it's like it's so they both have such a huge impact on things that of course everyone will have their favorite but like i i kind of see it the same thing with the rolling it with the the beatles and rolling stones it's there's such a legend behind both of them that it's it's hard to choose now. I think we're gonna say like the Wizard of Oz and like Leprechaun in space or something. <laughs> that, that's that's what it should have been. Yeah, I'll tell you what beats both for me is uh, Velvet Underground. So there, Fair. and that's that on that. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, that went that way. I, I, I like them too. So I mean, it's so. But no, wait, now Velvet Underground higher than the Stones, Chloe. Yeah. Well, I mean, no judgment. I'm just 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 asking. They're on a different plane for sure. Yeah. Now, what about the Kinks? They're not <laughs> up there. I love the Kinks, but they're not up there. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not the expert. I'm the least informed here. Well, Shouldn't be asking me. Should be asking Yannick over there. How do you feel about the Kinks? Or I am not like. Uh... I'm not like super well versed in the kinks. I I know about them. I feel like what I'll say is they're pumpkin spice both, lattes to Yannick. No, it's just like like mostly like what I know about the kinks is like the Van Halen's covers. So it's just like <laughs> yeah, I feel gross just saying that. But like sure. I haven't really gotten to them just because like uh uh there are other scenes there are other like uh spaces and times in like England that have like bands that interest me a little bit more mm-hmm. just like uh uh wait what's the name of that band the left bank really like big fan of the left the left bank and uh other like psych psych band like uh you know like uh baroque pop and stuff like that but uh, but i and i've got into like there's a point in time where i got into like the more of like garage stuff that was on the nuggets compilations but uh i feel like some like the natural progression is the kinks from what i know but i it's like radiohead 
like when too many people tell you that you have to like Radiohead, uh, yeah. to mm-hmm. like for sure. And that happened mm-hmm. the longest time. I just didn't want to hear about. Yeah, them. that's fair. I ain't about. Yeah, that's very true. Oh, okay. Last question. Last question. This might be putting you on the spot too much. <laughs> Is there like a movie score particularly that you really like? Uh, yes. No. Yes. You'd be are, so good are, at that. I um uh, I just wrote my first uh movie, not score, but uh uh like uh two songs for a movie soundtrack. Nice. Uh, which Oh, I uh, know about that. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh about to mix that movie, which is also the first movie that I will Awesome. Yeah. Well, I, awesome. you know, I mixed another movie right before that. Well, it's it's, it's like a documentary. It doesn't count. It's not as oh. good. Not as oh. good. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so it's a song about the LGBT struggle in uh, North Africa. Hmm. Jeez. Uh, uh, it's heavy. I got the first cut uh, last night, actually. I, could, uh, I haven't watched the whole uh, edit yet because i need to take notes and uh send it back to the uh producer but uh yeah I, it's uh it's heavy stuff i had to write a song about uh that which uh to me like as a white guy uh mm. took me a lot of i took a lot of time to uh reflect on the way that felt appropriate like i felt like uh, i needed to like before uh, thinking about writing a good song, I needed to think about writing a song that felt appropriate for that because I didn't want to speak mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. someone else or, uh, you know, put words in their mouth that they wouldn't say. So I, because uh, it, it was a sort of like a tricky job because the song was partially written before I got on board with the whole thing. And um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's sort of like the what they went for at first they sort of like tried to write a song from the perspective of someone who was uh fighting that battle and i as soon as i got on board i was just like if we're doing that there's a 90 percent chance that we're gonna fall flat on our faces because yeah. that's right not our place and i feel like if we make it about the general concept of like overcoming obstacles mm-hmm. then it becomes relatable for everyone and in that context it'll make sense because you're watching the movie so you'll yeah. get it what a guy. And, uh, <laughs> it felt like <laughs> it felt a little less uh, uh i felt a little bit of le- less pressure when uh yeah. when we went that way because uh at first i was just like oh this is this the song that everyone's gonna hate me for mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because i'm too young to uh <laughs> Yannick is over party. Hashtag Yannick is over party. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm too young, I'm too young to trend on Twitter. Uh, also, is there a movie score particularly you really like? Well, yes. Uh, with that, are, are, you, you, are you fans of Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross? Of They're, course, yes. Yes, big fan. Uh, big fan. I was really a fan of Trent Reznor before he did any soundtrack that I knew of. Right. And he's just really good at that and uh yeah i mean like it's also really interesting the way that they're doing this because they're always doing that with like uh just a wall of sense so it's all like you know like uh it feels like it's really heavily influenced on the 
a classical orchestration, but done with synth. So it just takes like a whole nother level. And it's less based, I feel, on like a, like a counter melodies and all of that. It's just more like grounded into textures, which I feel it's very interesting for the. Uh, I mean, when you're going cinematic, the good thing about it is that you can take your imagination like wherever you want. At least the director can sort of like take you wherever he wants. So I feel like uh, it really adds, for example, like I remember uh, Gone Girl. Like I felt like uh, it really oh, Kaylee, added. Oh, my best the, friend is obsessed with that uh, score. Really? Is oh, yeah. the same Kaylee that didn't remember me cooking for my birthday? Yes. I'm disappointed. That's her. her. On, yes, that's right. right now yeah i cooked for this person on my birthday and she introduced herself two weeks later <laughs> that's no that's a no yeah well <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i mean um that's that's uh that wasn't two weeks later that was just like at Jemis one year sound like that. but so like two years later that was still that was still very rude and i'm yeah. still i'm still very mad about that whole thing <laughs> He's writing a diss track as we speak. As I speak. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like, I felt like the synthetic, like, uh, uh, you know, textures that they use in Golga really added to that sort of like, it's like a heavy movie. Like, there's tension yeah. all the time. It's built on tension, basically. So uh, if you hadn't noticed... <laughs> I, I, I've I've seen it once or twice, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, I feel like it adds a lot, and uh, I don't really remember the one that they did for the social network, but I remember that it it got good reviews, and I didn't hate it, so I figured. That <laughs> oh, that's fair. Good. Yeah, fair enough. I that's probably like uh, what I would say about that is that. I sort of like tend to appreciate what they've done lately because I feel like uh, what was lacking in uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's soundtrack were uh, not themes per se because they had some, but like identifiable themes that really uh, you could hum when you got out of the theater. Mm -hmm. And I feel like uh, what they've done for Watchmen was like pretty, pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty great. Yep, we yeah. love Watchmen. Yeah, it's really good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, so they they really nailed that one, which I I. But uh, to answer your first question, uh, uh, I would say probably uh, the soundtrack to the Forbidden Zone by the Knights, the Mystical Knights of the Ongobongo. Oh God. That's- <laughs> All right. Deep cut. Yeah, deep cut for sure. Deep cut. Uh, so uh, to summarize... That's the best answer I could have hoped for. Really? <laughs> well, yes. So, uh, Next to like Sharknado. Like, uh, the, so Danny Alphon's brother uh, wasn't was like... About uh, the yeah, he had like a, like a theater troupe or something like that. He had like a he had like his group of friends that were doing like a lot of improv and theater and the, he was getting started into like uh, making movies. And I feel like I'm not really sure about it. So don't quote me on that. In fact, don't quote me on anything because I'm never sure about, it. but uh, like uh, there's uh, I feel like 
Ongo Bolingo at first may have been part of that sort of like ensemble. Like they were sort of like uh, just like an extra limb that sort of like attached itself to uh, that. And uh, what is interesting about uh, that period is that so literally uh, Danny Elfman's brothers start putting the idea of making a movie uh, that sort of like uh, it's weird and like all over the place, just like the music that he was mm-hmm. writing with a band who had the same name. And uh, <laughs> so they, they uh, film the forbidden zone and Danny Elfman uh, writes a soundtrack for that movie. And I feel like, and again, like not sure, but from what I remember, Tim Burton being a fan of Boingo Boingo and seeing the soundtrack that he had for Forbidden Zone, which has all of the classic uh, Danny Elfman elements that you can find, of course. He was like, hey, like, do you want to write scores for like uh, my first movie or something like that? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently Danny Elfman is a very nice man. Oh, yeah. I bet so. Very nice. Yeah. I heard this via Brandon Flowers, who to me, Bar oh. Company, of course, is the nicest man. So if the nicest man says somebody else is the nicest man, they're probably pretty nice. They're, they're nice. They're nice. Yeah, yeah, probably. And so, yeah. So like uh, Danny Elfman got to start scoring for Tim Burton and uh, the guitar player from Ongo Bongo is actually the one who writes the scores so Danny Elfman, he writes the music, but then he has to be put down into like, uh, he has to be written down with orchestral sheets for the musicians. And so that's the guitar player from Ongo Bongo. Who does that? Because maybe. The fam. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so, uh, so, yeah. And uh, I feel like, yeah, it, it has everything I like about Danny Elfman's soundtracks, but uh I like it a little bit better, a little bit more than what he, everything he's done after that, because like, uh, that's one of the few soundtracks where he still sings. And I mm-hmm. really like his voice because he's, he's a really good singer. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I think the only one soundtrack where he sings, uh, beside the one, uh, he's put out, a song called uh, Little Things for, I forgot the name of the movie, but it's one with Angelina, 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 Jolie Pitt. Uh, nope. No she's oh, like, Jolie. Uh, Watch and, it. Yeah, oh yeah, no more Pitt. No more Pitt. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Sorry, oh, guys. Been pitted. I'm sure Brad Pitt is listening in old Sabi right I, now. Yeah. 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 A, a diehard listener. <laughs> but uh, he wrote a song called Little Things for that movie. Um, which I, I can't figure out the name of the movie, but it's just one where this is like this hidden society of like uh, assassins that learn how to bend. Wanted? Like, uh, you've won it. That's mm, it. What yeah, a classic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Amazing movie. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing lessons. Uh, in life. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. And so like uh, he wrote that song and he sang on that one. And I think he put it out under his name. So he put it out as Danny Elfman. And uh, he also uh, did the voice for the... 
is it the corpse bride where they go to hell at some point and there's like a skeleton that sings like this like yeah like uh, yeah yeah that was him yeah he's singing that one too because i feel like from what i remember they auditioned a lot of singers to do that and they entertained the idea of having like marilyn manson doing that as well i think (laughs) but none of the singers like uh none of the singers sounded uh as good as the demo that he did so they just went for him so yeah He's just like a really, he's really creepy, but he's a, he, 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 like, uh, there's some songs from Oingo Bongo where I feel weird about playing them because like when I, when I want to introduce my friends to uh, Oingo Bongo, I never go about like, I'm just don't play little girls. Like, yeah. like I just don't go with that one and be like, see, like, cause it, you just get fair enough. yeah, but, uh, uh, I, I get the theatricals. I get, uh, that are behind uh his brand but uh yeah, yeah it's ongo uh, bongo is just like uh one of my favorite bands because i would say like with them and uh chris cornell uh chris cornell has a first solo record that's called euphoria morning and it sort of like ties into one that realm that was built by gary lucas and uh jeff buckley on grace so this the song grace on the album grace really has like like this weird like ever-changing core progression that just really like it just modulates all the time uh mm-hmm. which is like i feel like uh jeff buckley's is always referred uh to when uh like you know people always mention like hallelujah but i feel like you know it's a good song like for sure yeah but your team cohen over here yeah 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 yeah, I would say that. Like, uh, mostly out of like uh, having overheard the uh, Buckley version, I guess. But uh, but like uh, Gary Lucas wrote "Grace" for Jeff Buckley when he wanted this when he was in, in his band, and Jeff Buckley left. In the but anyway, like the uh, they uh, they have this song "Grace" that just sort of like goes all over the place melodically and with a chord progression and. Uh, Chris Cornell sort of like ties into that and then uh, uh, Ongo Bongo has like this crazy modulation and I feel like if you know like when I work with uh, different artists I don't get to write that much for them unless it's really specified so I'm not working as a producer but more like as a contributor mm-hmm. but uh, I tend to always uh, like <laughs> Uh, like some of my clients referred to me as the bridge guy because I'm really good at writing like a bridge in a song just mm-hmm. because I, I like modulation and it's not always fit to modulate for a chord. <laughs> right. So uh, I, uh, I tend to like really find weird code progression that sort of like work with the melody but aren't like strong enough to be like the center of attention. And I feel like uh, in my own music, like the song Funeral, all the other, all the other songs that I release under that, sleep tight fever eyes thing um they all sort of like that have that like uh way of just it's more like journeying through chords more than like being like oh this is a verse and it's gonna come back and it's gonna be the same mm. um it's always like trying to get someplace else and uh especially the last uh the last one funeral where i intentionally so since i was following the dan Harmon, like uh Hero's Journey thing. 
you know, the last step of that is like uh, the, the hero returns to a familiar situation having changed. Mm-hmm. And the last chorus is like a step uh, or two steps, like two half steps under uh, lower than actually the, uh, all the other choruses. So that's intentional because I'm just like, this is familiar, but it's not the same. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, like literally like uh, I... I Really owe a lot to uh, Danny Elfman and Chris Cornell, and yeah, yeah for just sure. The music, it's just, it just feels like it's about uh, taking you somewhere, and not just, you know, like this is a cool chord and this is another one, and you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. But this, you know, like uh, in a way, like I like it, but I also really appreciate, like as I said, like uh, MGMT's way of writing a song with two chords i'm just like i wish i could do that yeah like you can we respect that <laughs> yeah all right um <laughs> well um I, I i guess unless anybody has anything else they want to to mention or or talk about i guess that maybe about does it y'all is there anything else you want to throw out there uh i mean you should check out if you like uh, some of the Belgian bands that I uh, mentioned before, there are other Belgian bands that I can mention uh, yeah. that you might be into. Repping uh, for Belgium. Uh, yeah. I mean, like we were talking about Faces on TV, which is an awesome band. If you're, uh, you know, like they don't even sound like they're from Europe. They sound like a band from yeah. Portland or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Carbro, Portland, cool. same difference. So cool. Uh, there's Warola uh, from Brussels, from uh, Brussels or Antwerp. They are really good. Sounds like a uh, James Blake ish. Really interesting. Uh, I think you you know about them, right, Chloe? Mm-hmm. Warola, yeah. And uh, there's a band, and I feel like uh, Henry, you might be into them. There's a band from my city called Annabelle Lee. Uh, who oh. are somewhat reminiscent of the Joy Formidable, which I think is a band that you oh, yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, I that name sounds familiar. Well, it's a famous have, name, Henry. No, no, no. I mean, obviously, the band. I mean, you're that, thinking of general. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I'm not thinking of general. But yeah, that. Uh. I, I I wouldn't be able to recall their music offhand, but that that does sound familiar. But yeah, I, I will check them out for sure. Yeah, I feel, I feel like uh, the 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 thing with Belgian bands is that you have the the uh, most of them have like the, uh, an endearing way of going about words because uh, there's we're singing in language that's not ours. Right, uh, uh, which I'm really conscious about doing an interview in English. But uh, <laughs> oh, Yannick. Uh, <laughs> But like, uh, yeah, they're really good. Annabelle Lee. Uh, we have a band over here that's called It It Anita. Uh, that was produced by uh, Joan and Yellow, who produced some Sonic Youth records. Who really awesome. That you might check if you're in the mood of like, if you really want to punch someone, you might just as well go through their record because it's right. really energetic. Uh, I would say, and uh. What I feel like I'm just like I feel like now that I've mentioned some of these bands, like if any friends of mine listen to this podcast and feel like I haven't mentioned them, they gotta be mad at me. Oh, <laughs> like an acceptance speech. Yeah, 
Yeah, I can't think. Well, you can like send that. Henry a list and he'll put it in the yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, f- yeah. Free. Just let him put like a target on my back. Uh, <laughs> all of Yannick's friends. Yeah, that's what uh, I'll say. All of them. All three of them, including <laughs> my mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that I had like a little bit of notes over here, but yeah, I yeah, go feel like... Uh, these are mostly, I don't know why I did that. I wrote like a lot of names from like bands from the Triangle, which is really like well, that's <laughs> irrelevant okay. right now in this conversation. But uh, yeah, I mean, and check out, uh, you should check out uh, the various song that we're going to release and the one that we already have released with Triple uh, X Snacks from Chapel Hill. Uh, First song is called G G G G R. Second is called M Y Y Y L R. And I forgot about the other one because I'm I'm supposed to be mixing it right now, but I, I'm not. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're really good. It's uh, all like uh, electronic jams, so it's really uh, I really like that take on electronic music because it's so, you know, like they could right. spend like uh, two days just like putting stuff together in the studio, but they rather just like jam with actual like things and make something that works, which I find right. really, I, I really appreciate that a lot. I yeah. think it's really interesting. And uh, Alex Mayolo, uh, he's like the most, he's, he's probably the guy who knows the most about music and like uh, whatever band, like whatever curveball you throw at him, where uh, like uh, in terms of like music is real, like you know, like uh, Quentin Tarantino you know, of movies, yeah, music pretty much. So like, let's like uh, it's a very interesting guy who has been around a lot of things, and it's really, really interesting and really inspiring to be working with him. Yeah, that's how we feel about you, Yannick. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Chloe. <laughs> true, true, true. It sounded sarcastic, but it wasn't. <laughs> I've, uh, uh, I've known you for a long time now. <laughs> wasn't no. mm. and uh yeah i feel like uh yeah adably if you want to check out a song that you might a good song to start with her is called let the kid go i feel like uh it's uh it's a good song to start with okay. and uh yeah it's yeah cool yeah there's a lot of things happening in belgium and uh they're not always being represented so i feel like yeah. uh yeah like, like uh you know show him a little bit it's cool yeah 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 yeah. um all right well uh chloe anything else you want to mention about anything Mm. yannick you're the best yeah oh thank you so much that's really nice i don't know (laughs) i do your accent a lot what 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 accent i don't have one (laughs) (laughs) you mean the one that i use at the your southern accent is so funny huh the one that I use at the stores when I'm over there are the one that Yeah, I do it. Say, thanks for having me. Uh, uh, it's just like for context, Henry, like whenever I'm in the US and I am a little bit either overwhelmed or like am in need of like help. Sure. I sort of like started speaking like this uh, because I'm I'm a little bit lost and uh, could oh, you help yeah. me uh, please uh, find uh, the, the thing? American loves your French. <laughs> It helps a little bit uh, because it's endearing, and uh, <laughs> that, but, uh, you know. No, uh, your southern. Do your southern accent. Which one? 
Uh, Southern I, one. I can't. It's just it's like. It's been too long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm sad. I feel like it would be it would be disrespectful. We're ending this on a sour note now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe next time. Next time. Just it. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> about that, Chloe. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, all yeah. right. Heart is full. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah. I guess that. I guess that about does it. Um, Thank you, Yannick. Yeah, Yannick. Of course. You know, a thousand thanks to you for taking the time. And um, Gemma's gonna be so jealous. Yeah. Who's your favorite Strauss sister now? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. And um, if we can get you back on some other time to even just to talk about, you know, certain albums or, or anything, we'd, we'd love to have you back on. Oh, um, sure thing. Like whenever I, I'm really appreciate you having me. And uh, I hope uh, it took me a little bit of time to get in, like to ease into it, but I, I got there. Yeah. I'm yeah. But once you get into it, you know, it's, it's smooth sailing. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. And like, yeah. hit me up whenever. I'm not going anywhere these days. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah same here. I have uh, a lot of free time on my hands. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, sure I'll make good use of it. Yeah. Yeah. Play well, some uh, uke. Yeah. Well, and Chloe, of course, it's great to see you. Bye, Henry. Thank you so much. <laughs> as um. Yeah, uh, follow us if you haven't yet. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Music Buds. Uh, and yeah, put right, well, unique stuff in the oh yeah, and description. yeah. And la- last little plug here: is there anywhere else that people can follow you or or check out some of your music? Yannick hates Spotify, so I yeah, I had lots of opinions about Spotify. He's Team Taylor Swift on the Spotify okay. train. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I. I <laughs> I tend like I, I like to think that uh, it's okay for me to change my mind, and then, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, I never heard of that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, like, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, they'll probably be on Spotify at some point, is what I'm saying. Mm. Uh, <laughs> right now they're on Bandcamp, and yeah. uh, yeah, I'll 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 send you the link if you wanna if you wanna make sure that I stay well fed uh, during COVID. You can buy uh, my last song on Bandcamp, and uh, if you buy it through the Jaune Orange compilation uh, thingy, which is the label that released it, uh, the proceeds go to our local music scene, which nice. is in dire uh, need of help right now, yeah. and uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's also uh, the the old EP is available for free on uh, YouTube with some nice visuals. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, awesome. thank you, Yanni. Awesome. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And um, all right. Well, uh, we hope you enjoyed the show as much as oh, we did. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even mention Will. Shout out to your little protege, Will. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Well, Sorry about that, Will. <laughs> we'll get to it next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, we, we hope you had as much as much fun as we yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. We'll see you next time. Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir. À la prochaine. <laughs>